It's another Sunday night in comedy. Spring is in the air. The post-pandemic is here and live stand-up is in full bloom, baby. Tonight, we are kicking it East Coast versus West Coast with four of the finest from here in the six all the way out to the streets of Vancouver. I'm Dean Young, and we're about to go Inside the Joke. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Way too many people here right now that I didn't know last year. Who the f are y'all? I swear it feels like the last few nights. We've been everywhere and back, but I just can't remember it all. What am I doing? What am I doing? Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm doing me. I'm doing me. I'm living life right now, man. And this is what I'm going to do till it's over. Till it's over. You are listening to an all-new Inside Jokes right here on 640 Toronto and, of course, streaming coast-to-coast, Canada-wide on the Global News Radio Network. Brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical. Helping you see the news more clearly, but for the love of God, whatever you do, don't watch it. Use your Hakeem Optical glasses to look at literally anything but the news. Do not watch the news. That is my PSA for this week. We are finally in the post-pandemic. We've been saying this on and off for about probably a season and a half at this point, but we are here. Spring has sprung. Festival season is finally around the corner. Live shows are blossoming again. We are in it, baby. Lockdown is over. And speaking of coast to coast, that is exactly what we're doing on the panel tonight. We've got a little six versus Van City. We've got a couple of the finest from here in Toronto and a couple of the finest from out of Vancouver. We're going to pick the brains on both scenes, compare them, mash them up. Maybe they can throw a little dirt at each other. Who knows? We got our producer, Vince Tedesco, on the line. How are you doing this week, buddy? Doing well. Doing very well. I like what we got going on. Yes, for the love of God, don't watch your television set. Don't turn on any CP24s or anything like that. Or That's right. Look at, we the, need... look at, the, look at the snow melting. The squirrels the, coming out again. The, the oh, snow is melting. Comedians are talking to real human beings live on stage again, finally, as they should. Shows are selling out again. We are finally out of our last lockdown. Things are happening. Life yeah. is happening again. So whatever yeah. you do, delete Enjoy that the CNN. People. That's right. Have you, been out, have you been out getting to a show lately? Have you, have you checked out a club, a comedy show, anything? Well, I haven't even been back to a, live, to a live show yet. There's a bunch of invites coming up. I mean, this is it. I mean, we need, right now more than ever, we really do need live comedy. It's happening again. We're finally here. Delete that CNN app off of your phone. Don't look at any more <laughs> of this garbage. You don't need to know what's going on. All you need to know is comedy. But yeah, Vince, we got a real banger tonight. Uh, this is a fun panel. We're going Van City versus Toronto. Uh, a couple of uh, real heavy hitters out on the West Coast who really have kind of like built that entire scene into what it is, which is kind of a unique animal out there. We're going to pick the brains on that. And of course, a couple of our finest from here in Toronto. We're going to compare those scenes. What are the differences? What's good? What's better? What do they think? Where do they like not like to work? That's what I'm curious about too. Where do they not like to go in Canada? Brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical, helping you watch live comedy more clearly or just look out a window. Literally use your Hakeem Optical glasses to do anything but watch TV. Don't look at the news with your Hakeem Optical glasses. Everything is still very much horrible. Speaking of which, 
we desperately need live comedy. And it's back. I know we've been saying this on this show for literally two years now, two full seasons. We've been saying live comedy's back. And then it's not again. And then it's back and then it's not again. But it's here. Shows are filling up again. Things are selling out. Live crowds are coming back out in droves. Festival season is around the corner. And tonight, we're kicking it East Coast versus West Coast. We're going Team Toronto versus Van City. Is it going to be a fight? Is it going to be a lovely reunion between comics coast to coast? We don't know. We're about to find out. Here in Toronto, we've got Dave Hempstead on the line. How are you doing, buddy? I'm so excited to be a part of this uh, uh, battle that I've just discovered is a battle. <laughs> i didn't know if it was either i phoned our producer vince yesterday and i was like are we do what is what is this are we doing a roast are we complimenting each other's cities what's going on here we'll kind of figure it out as we go that's been seven years of radio on this show to begin with uh also here in toronto we have rebecca reeds on the line how are you doing i'm great thanks for having me if we're I mean, pairing off can i take ivan i think i don't think i could beat up simon i'm gonna be honest. <laughs> Sorry, Ivan. <laughs> we, you know, Rebecca, we had, we did have you on at some point during the pandemic when we were talking about, you know, shows coming and going and pausing constantly and all that stuff. Uh, we had you on early on in the pandemic. It took me and Vince Tedesco literally an entire year of COVID to figure out Zoom. That puts a bit <laughs> of an age stamp on us. We were doing the show via cell phone. It was yeah. awful. Well, thank you. It looked like I was on the weirdest business call ever. Like, it I really was. Facing my office. Crazy. Thank God it's not live radio because it was like you'd have to start the show again and lose the call and all that stuff. So finally, right at the tail end of COVID, we finally figured out Zoom. Uh, we are going all the way out to Vancouver out on the West Coast. We have Simon King, who also has a new special out with 604 Records. How are you doing, man? I'm great. How are you? We are lovely. Thank you for waking up. 9 a.m. Vancouver time. I know that's like I'm just 6 a.m. for comedians. <laughs> I'm just still away from the show last night. I'm most there, there you go. <laughs> I have that, I have that uh, alcoholic glow. So There you go. <laughs> Comics only wake up before 1 p.m. if they have to plug something. That's basically how it works. Yeah. And last but certainly not least, we have Ivan Decker joining us. How are you doing, man? Oh, you know, uh, same as Simon. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm the echoiest one. Uh, I'm in yeah. a box. You are, you, you know, our listeners, we, they can't see the Zoom, obviously, unless they go on our Instagram, but it's always interesting to see where comics are recording from. And I would say 95% of the time during this entire pandemic, people seem to have nicer surroundings than me and Vince Tedesco. You all have like home studios, people have green screens, everyone looks like professional and ready to go. We just kind of look like we've been in the same spot for two years. But anyways, we're going to kick it Toronto versus Vancouver. One thing, I mean, I want to start right out of the gate. I mean, we've we've done a lot of Vancouver stuff on the show the last couple of years, especially during the pandemic. We've seen such a huge stream of content and comedy albums flowing out of Vancouver these past few years. I mean, through 604 Records, comedy here often. It's really been a mass sort of constant stream of new comedy coming out of there. The interesting thing is the way Canadian comedy kind of always worked. I mean, Rebecca Reed certainly knows this is you'd sort of work your way up in whatever scene you were in, you know, Ottawa, Halifax, Calgary, wherever. And then you'd come to Toronto and you'd try to land a few of the big festivals and get your visa. And then you'd leave. That's kind of, that was kind of the blueprint. It was like, come to Toronto, work your way up, get the paperwork and go to New York or LA. Vancouver kind of, hasn't really done that i mean ivan and simon you guys comics like you guys you stayed there 
And now it seems like all of a sudden, I know it didn't happen overnight, but it seems like there's really been this payoff where Vancouver has completely become its own within itself rock solid scene. And I'm just curious, like, is there something specific that defines Vancouver comedy that sort of sets you guys apart? You really do seem to have completely your own thing out there. Uh, uh, do you want to take this? I have in a show. <laughs> I, think I, think that, what, I think you should answer first and then I'll... Uh... I, uh, I think that Vancouver has quietly had one of the best comedy scenes in the world for 20 years. And I'm not exaggerating that it really has because there's a dump out of comedians over both sides of the country, right? It's like if you go to uh, Toronto, you, you, there's more industry there. There's more uh, ability to climb the Canadian showbiz ladder, so to speak. In Vancouver, there were never, that never really existed. The only thing we have out here is a lot of road work and a lot of comedians with a lot of mounts to feed with not that much going on. And I started 22 years ago. And when I started, yeah. it was just a huge amount of these incredible comedians with really very little to do. And so it created this environment of extreme comedy CrossFit where you would have to just be very good at a lot of different things to get any stage time at all. And because we've quietly been pressure cooking over here for this long, comedians have been leaving here and going away for a long time. I was down in LA as early as 2004. But the thing is, is we just were never part of the central scene in the country in a lot of ways because it was, we were never seen as a place to draw writers from. And I mean, it happened but not in the right. same way that Toronto does. And so we've just quietly been building this secret comedy army. And now, now and, and the scene has grown organically so that it's created this environment of a, of a really fertile ground for comedians. And I think we're starting to see that pay off now. It's also too far from <laughs> Toronto. <laughs> it's so far to get there. It's far. Well, it is true. I mean, Vancouver's in an interesting spot. And we talked to a lot of Alberta comics during this too, because I mean, you know, Alberta's always been sort of this holy land of, of road work. So in Vancouver, it's like you have your scene there, you have that road work right there, and you can kind of work within that sphere. And you Toronto, can make it across the Rocky Mountains. <laughs> yeah. In Toronto, it's like you kind of, you know, you work here and you can ping pong back and forth between here and Ottawa and Montreal, maybe. But that's it. If you strike out across Ontario, it doesn't have that built-in framework of road work. I mean, Dave Hempstad's yeah. kind of laughing and nodding there. It's like, because really in Ontario, it's kind of like, well, I guess I can rent a Legion Hall and try and Ron James it up and build it myself. You know, there's really not that sort of framework there in the same way. Yeah, I mean, I think that the, the road work thing is a huge aspect. I think there is a different type of um, Swiss Army headliner that comes out of um, the... Um, the, the West. And I think that's something that because you have to, you just have to do those 15 hour drives. You have to be able to do that yeah. stuff. And so you have to have a lot of skill set. And Vancouver audiences also make you really work hard. So there's a lot of variety of styles out here that maybe don't exist as much in other scenes because we have to. We just don't have any other way to do it. Which, by the way, and I mean, we'll touch on this more after break, but do you think now when we come out of COVID, because so many comedians have had to sort of spend these last couple of years doing stuff online and build up an audience there. And a lot of places did unfortunately close down. Do you think that's going to change the way road work works in Canada? Because that's really what it was. It was like, you have your hub, you have your city, and then there's a lot of miles in between. And it's a lot of pounding the pavement and getting out there on the highway. Do you think that sort of is going to be the flavor of Canadian comedy coming out of this? Hopefully. 
<laughs> I like I like Ivan's answers. They're much. More I do. I'm, I'm loving this. Just he's yeah. good at word economy. <laughs> Whatever it is, it's going to be a different animal for sure. I mean, there's not going to be any coming back from this and go. Okay, everything is exactly the way it was two and a half years ago. It's just not going to be really a thing. Uh, all right, there's lots to get into. Lots of Toronto and Vancouver tonight on Inside Jokes. We will be right back. I'm Simon King, and you're listening to Inside Jokes. Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on 640 Toronto, brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical, helping you eye roll so very hard at the insane garbage fire we're all trapped in. That's I, I was happy to finally get rid of the pandemic plugs. That one I'm keeping because I feel like it very much still applies. We are going East Coast, West Coast tonight, Toronto versus Vancouver. We got Dave Hemstead and Rebecca Reeds. Here in the six, we were talking Vancouver before the break. We'll get back to that. I want to check in with our panel here, Simon and Ivan out in Vancouver. Here's the thing. I mean, Toronto, and I mean, Dave, you've been in this scene. You've seen Toronto's scene kind of change over the years. You've been at this a long time. A lot of those heritage rooms that a lot of comics came up in. I mean, of course, the late, great Joanna Downey Spirits, uh, Eaton House, a lot of those shows that were cult shows that really kind of, you know, if you made your way onto that stage you sort of, that was a sign that you were doing the right moves and you were being noticed and recognized. And a lot of that stuff kind of isn't, isn't around anymore. It's going to be a very different scene here, but Toronto was always sort of, our flavor was always sort of New York light. That's sort of what we were here in Toronto. I mean, this, you know, it was, it's a diehard stand-up town, but people would come here from other cities. What's, What's the identity of Vancouver? I mean, Simon, before the break, you were talking about how it's, you know, Canadians are now looking at Vancouver and going, whoa, there's a scene there, as if it magically just happened. But as you were saying, like, this has been quietly building up for decades. You guys have been out there doing your own thing, and we're just finally starting to take notice and see what's actually been built. What's the flavor of Vancouver comedy, though? Is there something that defines it specifically? I think it's a New York medium. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I have my stakes. (laughs) <laughs> i think the vancouver scene uh yep is a large part sort of um the i think one of the biggest influencers early on was was brent butt yeah uh, he came out there he started the urban well which was for a very long time uh the best room i was told in the country i never i was around right at the end of its sort of tenure there but uh those shows were incredible. The fact that they had early and late show on a Tuesday night and like, what did it hold Simon? Like, Oh, like 65, 70, at least. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, with, you the, know, with the top part open. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they would have a patio as well. And it was like, I remember being down there when Robin Williams was there and it was the most insane experience uh, as like a young farm boy from the <laughs> suburbs I was like, oh, my God, it's the big city. This is, this yeah. is real. And uh, it was it was incredible. And so I feel like uh, that was sort of the anchor that the scene really needed somewhere for everybody to go. Like, I've always been jealous of Toronto comedians because of the comedy bar, this sort of uh, frat house or like meeting place that you can yeah. go to where you can do shows everywhere else, but everybody inevitably ends up back there at the end of the night or at the end of the weekend, like a Tuesday for comedians is a, that's our like off night, right? Everybody would go away on the weekend, do their road gigs, wherever they had to go. 
and then meet back at the well on Tuesday, watch the show, watch killers do like outdo each other, like Daryl Lennox, Erwin Barker, like people just absolutely smashing. And it was, I think, like very unique and, and lightning in a bottle type thing that I think is very hard to recapture. And then everybody for my whole time there was like, this will be the next well. Like everybody <laughs> up in the room, this is, this is going to be it. It's like, you can't call it, man. <laughs> well, Comedy Bar for sure in Toronto. I mean, yeah, they just turned a decade old last year and it really did change the scene a lot. And like you said, I mean, it's, you know, it's not just a place where local crowds flock there to on purpose watch comedy what a novel concept that could be in toronto sometimes people intentionally <laughs> go there to watch comedy not by accident at a bar that they stumble into but it's also it is that place where comics congregate it's sort of like comedians cheers you know you go there and everybody knows each other and you go and hang out and you might jump on each other's shows and all that stuff but vancouver it's interesting i mean i feel like vancouver as a city itself you know you have la right there you have seattle right there it's always been sort of hard to define it's always been, you know, it's that whole Hollywood North thing. It's always been sort of used as this like tax break sound stage for American movies and TV shows. I always love that line in Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip where they said, Vancouver doesn't look like anything. It looks like Boston, California. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's really hard to sort of put your thumb on yeah. what, what that really, what the vibe is out there. Yeah. I think, I think that, that one of the things that shapes Vancouver comedians and that, that has remained, I mean, Ivan was in, totally right about the well and that kind of like it was just so many monsters in a row that you just had to if you were going to be a comedian in Vancouver the only way to get on those shows was to just get good you didn't have a choice I mean it really was because there were so few spots um, and you could only hang out and wait for people to get too drunk to go on eventually you know you get a spot but most of the time you have to do it but the audiences are the thing that kind of has always pushed the Vancouver scene audiences in Vancouver can be uh, fickle to be generous um, yeah. <laughs> and so what you would get over over I mean it's so funny when I hear comedians now complain about political correctness and everything I'm like man I've been a comic in Vancouver for 22 years like that's not new the the idea of audiences sitting there going like that's not a new yeah. thing it's that, just and, been a part of it yeah but you could the great thing about that is is at any one time there were you know 10 or 12 shows a week you could do and so you could actually start write a joke on a Monday, you could run it through all sorts of different types of audiences, tougher crowds, easier crowds, crowds like a road room and everything, run it through the clubs. And by the end of the week, that bit is ready. And then that's it. I mean, there's the reason that the comics out here tend to be so prolific is because it's just, there's so many different styles and so many different people doing different things. There's this really healthy, often healthy, sometimes not, um, kind of rising tide lifts all boats feel out here, yeah. but it's very difficult. We go through a lot of comedians. I mean, I think Ivan's the only one left from his time that I remember. I don't think there's anyone else from from then. I'm, I think I'm the only one left from mine. We're just I'm an vampires. endangered species. Please yes, sponsor me. <laughs> Call the number at the bottom of your screen now. You can get him a background. White male comedians are in danger. They are dying. Sponsor well, I mean, one today. Tell him good... he's good. <laughs> Tell him he's a good boy and he's on the right side of history. <laughs> In on our on our Zoom too, Ivan Decker is literally against the whitest background. Yeah. <laughs> we can't even to bring out the color in my face. That's right. All we can see is a floating tie. That's it. Uh, I'm gonna throw it. I'm gonna throw it to Dave Hempstad and Rebecca Reeds on this one, actually, because I mean, well, Dave. I mean, obviously in Toronto, I mean, you remember what the scene here was like 
pre-comedy bar, pre-absolute comedy, when there was, you know, the original Yuck Yucks location and what, where, you know, when Spirits was coming up and that sort of, that's where comics would congregate and hang around back then. But Toronto has been interesting too, because every few years we would sort of get, you know, Halifax or Ottawa or whatever would just sort of like dump their scene into Toronto. You'd get like 30 <laughs> headliners just move here. And I mean, Rebecca, I'm sure you remember this when you came here, because there'd always, like, you would see this sort of, shell shock on comedians faces because they'd get to toronto and they'd go we don't get paid for this <laughs> we're just doing sets at two in the morning in front of five other disinterested comics in the back of the room on their phones because i mean dave this scene you know because there was so much going on here there was also such a flood of just open mics and people starting bar shows and it was kind of oversaturated the comics who stuck around through this pandemic in toronto a lot. I mean, I don't want to say it was like a calling, really, but it kind of was like a Spanish flu in comedy. Like a lot of that stuff's not around anymore. So, I mean, Dave and Rebecca, I'll throw it to you guys. Do you think this is sort of going to be like a reset for the scene in Toronto in a way? Oh, uh, yeah. No, I definitely think there's been a big reset in Toronto, but I think a lot of good things have come out of it. Like um, Nothing Fancy is an incredible uh, little comedy bar that's yeah. kind of came out of the pandemic. I think um, you've seen it. I, I just feel like there's a lot more independent, solidly produced venues now where you don't show up and people are like, surprise, you're having dinner and it's comedy now. Yeah. Like that's not <laughs> happening anymore, which is amazing because I hate surprise comedy just <laughs> as much as the audience does. And so I think, I don't know, I think there's been a really good changeover. Although I have heard from a lot of comedians, it is a lot harder to find spots now for certain people. Like it's kind of, there's been another divide of like, oh, if you're not in this this section of comedians, like you're just not getting booked, which is kind of unfortunate because yeah. you do want to see, you know, the next class of comedian come up. And it is worthwhile to, I mean, start your own stuff sometimes. I mean, Dave, how many times over the years have we all heard, you know, you'd you'd have some audience member at a show and they would go, well, I was at a stand up show one time and it was awful because no, they weren't at a stand-up show. They accidentally were in a bar when an open mic happened. And that was their perception of live comedy from that point forward. They just thought that that's what it was. And that was it. Yeah. I mean, who knows if the pandemic is going to naturally sort of trim the, the herd of, of people who wanted to do comedy as a stepping stone to something else, but maybe weren't real comics. There was certainly a flood of open mics where, you know, you don't recognize any of the names and you don't know what's happening. And, and God bless those people need rooms and places to talk. But but it, it definitely oversaturated. I mean, when I grew up, I didn't really hit the open mics because I wanted to do festivals and corporates and things and make a living. And I found making nine people laugh in a coffee shop wasn't conducive to building the sort of act I wanted to. So it took me a long time to even learn how to gauge a set properly at an open mic, how, how to dial down expectations and learn to you know, it's hard to ask a, a bar crowd of 12 people to pretend to be a CBC theater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and so inevitably you both leave disappointed because you're trying to use them for so, as some future audience. And yeah. uh, they really just want you to make them laugh. So I think, uh, I think there's a, a relationship that has to happen with the comedian and the room and you have to know why you're there. Instead and I think it's great to have the pros there to measure against as mm -hmm. a new comic. Mm -hmm. Because you need to understand that there's a level above where you are now. Nobody likes an overconfident yeah. three-year comedian who kills in a room full of one-year comedians yeah. and then goes on in social media and is like, I got it all figured out. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they their job title changes on Facebook. Their picture that, changes. To that the happened money. to me with Hempstead. The first time I came to Toronto, I was doing a corporate gig. I was starting to do pretty well. And then Hempstead mur- like murdered in a, in a level I had never seen before. And I was like, oh, I got work to do. <laughs> well, I, mean, I put that- my drink down. I was like, I need to not. This is for later in my career. <laughs> that's so good, though. That, that's such an important thing. And Ivan, you and I have had this discussion before about, you know, the, the, the problem is, is like no matter how good these three, four, five year comedians are, and there's some incredible talent, don't get me wrong. There's a level of experience and understanding that just isn't there yet. And so the problem is, is you know, when everyone's of sort of the same group, same time wise, they judge themselves against that. And so, yeah, yeah, they don't see someone come in and flip a room and turn it into something else. Not that they won't get there. They just have never seen it. They've listened to about 10 podcasts and figured they know what they're doing. Protocol and the art of like going to a show and introducing yourself to the producer and actually watching before you start begging for spots and actually watching established comics do their thing. That's kind of feels like that went out the window. Now, you know, you go, you leave to go be a set counter so that you could go on social and be like, I did 12 sets tonight. And you yeah. got to make sure you record your terrible open mic set yeah. and put it on TikTok with <laughs> subtitles. That's yeah. important too. Yeah. People right. are going to see your hot I, Where can I put my camera? I got a real, <laughs> I'm breaking new ground here tonight. <laughs> going right, we're going to come back with more of our, it is Toronto versus Vancouver, but now it just feels like it's, Actual working comics versus everybody else. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? It's time. (laughs) That's really what it's turned into. All right, we're going to come back with more inside jokes right here on 640 Toronto. I'm Rebecca Reeds, and you're listening to Inside Jokes. When you come to our town, when we rest with friends, Welcome back to Inside Jokes, baby, right here on 640 Toronto and of course, coast to coast, Canada wide on the Global News Radio Network. We are talking Toronto versus Vancouver. It's East Coast, West Coast. Uh, Before the break, we're getting into this a little bit, but yeah, shows, I mean, Toronto did always sort of have that rep of being kind of oversaturated. I mean, there's a bajillion open mics everywhere, but the flip side of that was sort of you know, I mean, Dave Hempstead mentioned before the break, of course, the late, great Joe Downey, who really was one of the people who kind of single-handedly built the Toronto scene into what it was, was sort of the den mother of Canadian comedy in Toronto. Also, Puff Mama, Joe Baker had the Underground Comedy Club for years. That was one of the more, that was one of the harder closures to take during COVID, for sure. That was a home for a lot of comics and a, a proving ground for a lot of people. But the great thing in Toronto was those rooms, those cult rooms and those shows where, if you did get invited by the producer to go and, you know, do your five or seven minutes on one of those, you found yourself on a lineup all of a sudden with, you know, oh, these are the comics I grew up watching on JFL galas. And these are the, you know, the handful of Canadian comics that I actually know who they are. Now I'm on the stage with them. And I mean, there was something, there was something important to that. There was something powerful to that, that kind of, I feel like that's not, we don't really have that as much anymore after all this. Dave, I'll throw that to you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know what we have out there anymore. <laughs> no, one, no one's left their house in two years. So yeah, give, give it a chance. I mean, you know, COVID in Toronto has been like a game of street hockey. It's just, you know, COVID came on. It really has. You know, <laughs> life, COVID masks. 
So we've never been able to find a, a groove and a rhythm for the new room to develop, whatever it'll be. It's inevitable. There will be. But but to the point with Vancouver Comics, I think you have to travel in this country anyways. I think if you stay in one city, you're, you're not going to learn or grow. Uh, I've watched Queen Street Comics die outside the province. You know, yes. Because they, they have that bitter, jaded cityness that doesn't play when you get to where people have nice lives. <laughs> I, I, it's so true. And I mean, uh, Rebecca, you're a great example of this. You would see comics who came from, you know, Vancouver, Calgary, Halifax, Ottawa. They know what it's like to work a club. They know what it's like to go and do road work. Toronto, it's totally true, Dave. I mean, you, you could fall into this pitfall of like, well, I play this show every week to this crowd i'm friends with half of them i kill every time i'm so comfortable and as soon as you leave that you go five minutes outside of the city walls and you just die a hard death because <laughs> you don't know what's what's out there you you can't well, reference anything beyond what your little sphere is and it works the other way too i think i've gone three for eight lifetime at the rivoli uh, you, know, <laughs> you, you know and that's as a working comic that's as a guy making a living i would just get my bag handed to me at my lunch yeah. on the way out of the rivoli every time uh until you figure out that that room i'm with simon on vancouver i mean those audiences think the problem is that the mountains right they look at them and they think oh i made mountains I'm a great person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bought a piece of these, man. I own yeah, that. That's mine. This is me. I am this view. And uh, so the Vancouver crowds, you have to learn to grab them by the throat differently than you do, you know, everywhere between here in Vancouver. Yeah. Uh, and so if you want to be a comedian in this country, as much as yes, if you want to be a comedian, you have to leave. If you want to be a Canadian comedian, then you have to go coast to coast. You have to learn the subtleties and the differences in the audiences. The maritime crowds very different than the prairie crowds. And Toronto yeah. and Vancouver are very different crowds. And then even within Toronto, a west side uh, open mic is different than an east side open mic. And if you yeah. go to the 401, you're getting a very, if you play Vaughn, I mean, ugh. <laughs> you know you might it's always well nice when there's a road gig Abbotsford. 45 minutes from your home you know oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a road that's a parking lot gig <laughs> well if you're up in vaughn and you're bombing just throw out the name sebastian maniscalco every couple of minutes and you're you're okay you'll you'll do fine it is you know it is kind of funny dave it's sort of like and again i'll mention it again but it's sort of the whole you know, Ron James paradox in Canadian comedy. Everybody goes, oh, that's the CBC guy. I know him. Yeah, but that's because he was doing that early on. He was going out there coast to coast, booking his own venues, selling his own shows and just sort of building that up himself. And that's what you had to do. You sort of had to hit those small towns and go out there into the country, leave the comfort of your city and just go and sort of build it yourself. And I mean, the comics that we all know as, you know, household names in this country are sort of the comics who did exactly that. Well, the only comedian who did it just in comedy that I know of is Derek Edwards. Everyone yeah, knows, and still, still, knows. yeah. That's how good you have to be, by the way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and no problem, dude. <laughs> but Ron James, Brent, but, you know, Jerry D, these guys all had TV to support them, right? Yeah. And not yeah. that they didn't work their butts off to, to get that happening, but they became more names, not just for their stand-up, but also for a series or, or a show or that exposure. Whereas Derek Edwards was just a straight up never did tv didn't do it yeah. just played theaters and clubs his whole life and and you've got to be a road warrior if if that's the life for you otherwise if you want to be a canadian comedian you have to learn how to work clean and uh, you know do corporates and festivals i you got to do the clubs to you know build the act that you can sell to the corporates yeah you have to be 
you have to be malleable, right? It's like, if you ever want to leave the country and tour anywhere, I mean, I know, you know, Simon and I, but like anybody who wants to go and work the UK and work the fringes and all that stuff, you have to be able to just sort of make yourself available to all those types of crowds and all those references. You know, there's this sort of people fall into that pitfall of regionalism in Canadian comedy. Mm. You have to be able to just be as broad as possible, especially now, because everything now we've finally gotten to a point, especially after COVID where Everything is all about just a global audience automatically now. Uh, Reeds, I'm going to throw it to you. I mean, I know we're talking Toronto and Vancouver. Ottawa, though, coming up in the Ottawa scene, it was always interesting seeing Ottawa comics come here because you would kind of, you know, you'd ping pong back and forth between yucks and absolute. And you, you know, you're used to warm crowds and paid gigs. And it's a te- like it's it's sort of a well-honed scene there where it's professional stand up all the time but it is funny because toronto always rags on ottawa for being just this boring stifling bureaucratic little town which sure there is that I mean, it is they're not wrong <laughs> but what is it what is it that's in the water in ottawa because why is it that ottawa has also constantly pumped out some of the most iconic canadian comedians in this country were always forged in ottawa why is it do you think that's because it's a reaction to just that grayness or what is it honestly i think what happens is and i think what sometimes a lot of toronto comedians forget and just you know comedians coast to coast is it doesn't matter where you are everybody loves a punchline some of these guys out there you get to these like coffee shops or whatever and they're like listen to this general concept and it's like okay <laughs> you can land somewhere that would be awesome that'd be so nice to land somewhere with a joke maybe i i love what you said there but like i think the same is sort of true in vancouver with the fundamentals you know you're forced mm-hmm. to know yeah. you learn the mechanics first then you can develop a style or as i think in bigger scenes bigger cities certainly la is a lot like this too where people skip that fundamental building stage of just how to write a joke how to have a punchline, how to have a rhythm they just go straight to like here's my cool persona Whoa! Whoa! No tie, Ivan is awesome. (laughs) Earl Gray's kicking in, boys. (laughs) Philosophy on on inside jokes. All right, we're gonna come back and wrap it up with our Toronto versus Vancouver East Coast West Coast panel right here on Inside Jokes. I'm Dave Hempstead, and you're listening to Inside Jokes, I guess. I don't know what you're doing. Welcome back to Inside Jokes, right here on 640 Toronto, brought to you by our good friends at Hakeem Optical. Helping you take a look ahead at hopefully brighter days in store. How about that? That's not really a plug. We're just so tired. We're also very tired. (laughs) We haven't had a happy Hakeem plug in like two and a half years, for the love of God. We needed live comedy again so bad. Uh, We are talking Toronto versus Vancouver here on the panel. We've got Dave Hempstead, Ivan Decker, Rebecca Reeds, and Simon King, Toronto and Vancouver. Uh, Here's a little throwaway question I'll just throw to the panel since we were talking Ottawa before the break. Every city has sort of like its food thing that they're known for and since you're all working touring comics that have been all over the place in Canada I would say arguably Toronto's thing has become the craft burger this is like a yeah. craft burger town right that's mm-hmm. sort of we put our stamp on that Rebecca Reeds comes from Ottawa which I will say having lived there for a few years myself 
best shawarmas in the country. Oh, I was like, if you're not going to say shawarma right now, I'm going to jump through the screen. That's insane. Yes, I of course eat. it's shawarma. It's shawarma. I, I mean, Absolutely. literally every square foot of Ottawa is just Irish pub shawarma joint. Irish pub. <laughs> that's the whole thing. Oh, that's yeah. Canada. Beautiful. <laughs> Love it. That's all it is. But they do it well. So I'm curious. What is Vancouver's thing? What is the the what do you get when you're in Vancouver that they just do really well? Humble pie. Humble pie. <laughs> <laughs> just a oh, lot that of That is so just, not true. You get raided by baristas in Vancouver, dude. Are we going to say about? sushi? We could say sushi. Sushi, like, I think it's There's probably, a guy the guy Tojo, known. he claims oh. to have invented the California roll and yeah. he has a, a restaurant there in Vancouver. Yeah. In Vancouver. Yeah. There we go. It is. I mean, I get why there's sort of like the, you know, identity thing in Vancouver, because, it you know, it is kind of weird when you go there because you're like, OK, there's the ocean and a boardwalk and a beach and some, I think, fake palm trees that were put there. But then there's also mountains and then there's like prairie. It's like there's like a mishmash of everything there. It's a very confusing panorama in Vancouver, I find. Well, we had the ocean brought in specifically. I mean, there wasn't an ocean here about 25 years ago, but we, we put some money into it. You know, we pay a lot of a lot of property tax for a reason and we invested in an ocean. And, and now Alberta's like, come on, bring it up higher. Yeah, we want right? it. <laughs> this burning styrofoam, hoping it makes it over the Rockies. Yeah, they're trying to get it to them. That's Calgary's ocean front. They're selling it to Californians. They need it very much so. All right, we'll go around the panel, find out where we can catch everybody, what you're working on, albums, all that good stuff. Uh, Dave Hempstead, I know you have a headlining uh, gig here at uh, Yuck Yuck's flagship in Toronto coming up. Where can we find you, sir? Yeah, that's the uh, 18th and 19th. Uh, first time playing it post-pandemic. Uh, yes. I recorded an album at that club uh, in January 2020, pre-pandemic. So that album is out now called uh, Dad Intentions. Uh, nice. The, uh, the first return to uh, the old stomping grounds. Always a, I grew up in Toronto, so I didn't move to another city for comedy. So I'm sort of fortunate in that regard. I don't know what that's like, but so for me, playing the home club is always, always a little thing. Bunch of people, I know how the NHL guys must feel. Everybody's asking you for tickets, and you gotta. Sort of, <laughs> Simon's parents won't stop calling me. Oh. <laughs> they love me. There we go. You can catch Dave Hempstead at Toronto Yuck Yucks. Ivan Decker, where can we find you, my friend? Uh, I will be at uh, Calgary Yuck Yucks on uh, April first and second. Um, as well as uh, I'm doing a tour coming up in uh, April, May with uh, with Rick Mercer across the country. And nice. so uh, you can catch that. Um, I don't know. Go to my social media at Ivan W. Decker on, on Instagram. Everything's there. Uh, and uh, watch uh, Simon's special, too. <laughs> there we go. We're going to go around to that. live tours, by the way. Remember those? Yeah, I'm. I can't tell you how excited I am. I I'm putting way too much pressure on this tour. Like it no, needs you know to what? be the thing. I you know what I mean? No, I mean that's fantastic. And I mean with Rick Mercer, but that's fantastic. Remember that where you'd go on a stage and say things to human beings oh. in person in real time. What a concept! <laughs> it's so good. Zero to ping, that. zero ping environment. You know, <laughs> the laughs come back right away, like a millis. It's crazy. No response time. Whenever I get nervous on stage, I just picture all the audience in little squares, and it makes me feel a lot better, <laughs> like I'm at home again. <laughs> there we go. Rebecca Reeds, we'll throw it to you. Where can we find you, my friend? 
Uh, you can find me at the, uh, I'm going to be doing the Hubcap uh, Comedy Festival coming up in Moncton from the 23rd to the 26th. Nice. Uh, you can also catch me, just because I've been talking about Ottawa so much, you can catch me headlining the Laugh Lounge in Ottawa, May 6th to the 8th. And if you're looking for any Toronto dates, you can follow me at Rebecca Reads on Instagram. I post them up all the time there if you're looking for something in Toronto. Excellent. Look at that. And again, see, festivals are coming back. This is so nice to see. And I feel like we've had so many false starts too. It's like, no, now, now this is it. It's back on. It's back. Simon King, uh, I know, yeah, you have the new special out now through our friends at uh, 604 Records. Uh, yeah. Uh, so the special is called As Good As or Better Than. And it was directed by Rory Scoville, which is huge. It's, right. it was su it's such a it's such a passion project for everyone involved and we're really it's the best work I've ever done and that's available on my um, YouTube channel um, so you can go to my website this is simonking.com and there's all the social media links and everything there and um, check out the special it's really um, good. We, we it's, he doesn't it want to say it's good but it's good I, we, I've seen it it, it was shot <laughs> in a humble. small club we, we shot in a small club in front of about 100 people because that's kind of what I sell we didn't want to we wanted to be honest to where I'm at it's a uh, really interesting look it looks like we shut it inside a synthesizer from 1981 so it's kind of cool um, so much fog it's a lot of fog yeah and <laughs> and there's a lot of yelling and uh, head of a beard it's great i love it and and um also my podcast um what's wrong with simon king comes out every wednesday on my uh youtube channel or wherever you get your fine podcasts from and then everything else i don't know i'll, I'll get on stage at some point somewhere there we go. Looks like the 80s, but by the way, oh man, good thing we don't still live in the 80s, right guys? Cold War, environment troubles. Glad that's all behind us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that is our panel. Thank you again to our comics in Toronto and Vancouver. Don't forget, you can listen to all of our episodes right back to the dawn of time on Global News Online. That is our show. We'll be back next week. Hi, this is Alicia Carusi. And you're listening to my aunt, Sandra Carusi's Comedy Rx. This week's Comedy Rx features Simon King. As a white guy, too, I don't want to accidentally be misunderstood. I don't want to actually hurt anyone's feelings. I don't want to accidentally come across as racist or sexist. I can only control what I say, not what people hear. People can interpret things the way they want. But I don't want to risk ever upsetting anybody. So to avoid accidentally being racist or sexist, I only hang out with white men. You know what I mean? Like, I don't... <laughs> I don't want to be racist. So me and these other white guys, we, uh, we have these little get-togethers. We don't do it in our houses. We don't want to offend our families with our toxic masculinity. So what we have is, I guess they're bonfires in the woods. Anyway, me and these other white guys, and we're so ashamed of being white guys, we cover our faces with these, so... Like, I was at a bus stop the other day, and there was an old white guy reading a paper. Like, what are you, a time traveler? Get an iPad. Anyway, so he's reading a paper, and he sees that I'm white, too, so he leans over and he goes, Chinese people are buying all the houses. And I'm like, yeah, at least they're paying for the land they take. <laughs> I like that, because people are like, I don't know, okay. <laughs>